Our good friend Sivan Rahav Meir is, of course, in Israel. She is a well-known author, columnist, reporter. Um, the uh, uniqueness about uh, her career is um, that she is orthodox and certainly well-known, respected, and has her pulse on the entire of uh, Israel society. And she is with us live via telephone on this Monday here at JM in the AM. Sivan Rahav Meir, shalom. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Shalom, shalom, Nachum. Sorry. It's good to be with you and to speak uh, from Yerushalayim. Um, we know what it was like, or at least one can only, one can imagine what it was like. Um, the uh, the government and the uh, military and the intelligence of the state of Israel being caught off guard and being shocked by this terrible episode of last week, which has begun this war. How would you describe Israeli society in general and their reaction to this terrible shock that has occurred? Wow, exactly the opposite. You're right. They were caught uh, off right. In a way, yeah, it's embarrassing as an Israeli. It's a failure. It's something we in Hebrew called fadicha or fashla, that slang. It's a tragic mistake. Something happened here, and there will be, you know, we will investigate it. But t- this week, we're starting the second week of this operation, this war, completely different attitude, completely different perspective. We were really embarrassed and sad and devastated, you know, after Simchat Torah. The first week was awful. Now, you know, I just finished, I, I went to one of the hotels here in Yushalayim to meet the people of Zderot. I was there for two hours, Nachum. The spirit, the unity, the, the things you see, the, the strength, the belief, in a way, I think um, it's, it's hard to say that our situation was never better. But if if you look at the the atmosphere in Israel, by the way, in the Jewish world, I can't even imagine. You know, someone told me that this today. I think it's the the highest level of unity of achdut we've ever reached. Because in the past, you know, there was no Zoom in Babylon, there was no uh, WhatsApp in Rome. <laughs> now, thanks to technology, we're so connected. Millions of Jews. You know, it's not the first. And not the last interview or Zoom or lecture I do. Yesterday we did a big project with with uh, friends. Tonight we have something with Nefesh Benefesh, with English speakers. And in Hebrew all the time, I feel the the Jewish heart in a way, the the the, the pulse in a way. It's 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 we're united. We're united, and uh, we need to. We still have a lot of you know uh, things to do <laughs> regarding Hamas, regarding the situation in the Middle East. But in a way, yeah. Uh, we, we now know who we are. And I think never before, I mean, when I look at, the, you know, you see the spark. People, you see the spark in their eyes. It's, you see the tears, but you also see the spark. Sivan Rahab Meir is with us live from Israel. Yeah, I mean, look, I mentioned earlier the, the fact that I have friends who are texting me on the border telling me about how they're about to go into Gaza is unbelievable. But certainly, as you just said, uh, on so many different levels, it keeps us connected in this era of technology like never before. Sivan, is there, look, you're well connected in addition to understanding the spirit of the people and visiting those who've been displaced, etc. You have a role as a serious journalist in Israel. Is, is there, and I know there's always hope, but we're trying to get a perspective on the 199 hostages uh, do you get the feeling? Is anybody reporting about whether there is, in fact, some hope that the Israeli military could actually bring them home alive? 
I'm not sure the Israeli military will bring them home. Israel will bring them home. I'm not sure it will be a military operation. It's complicated. They're not at the same place. We don't know, you know, where exactly are they located? Are they alive? The situation is we do not forget them. I keep talking. I interview. You know, I host shows here day and night. Uh, Israeli TV works 24, unfortunately, 24-7. I work 24-6. So I host shows. I interview parents. Uh, you see the pictures. They became Israeli heroes. You see their pictures also in London and, and, and Paris and Times Square, okay? They're kidnapped, and we want them back home. It's a, you, and by the way, our uh, ambassador, Gilad Erdan, what, the things he does at, at the UN, you know, with, I think in a way uh, the world under, understands the story. I listened to Joe Biden, three speech, speeches already. Zionist Jewish speeches, I mean, pro-Israel, it was really the text, the things he said, so empowering, so uplifting. So uh, I don't think someone forgets, you know, almost 200 young people, by the way, not just young people, we have grandmothers there and we have babies. So for sure, this problem will not be forgotten and it will be solved, Bezrat Hashem. The real problem is, I, I, I do not ignore this issue. The real problem is, will millions of Israelis live in peace in Beersheba, in Sderot, in the, uh, the, all the kibbutzim in the villages next to Gaza? That's the real question. I mean, and, and uh, I think things must, I mean, situation must be different. Things will, will, will have to be changed completely, completely. We've been told by Israeli leaders on prior occasions that this is it, we're going to eliminate Hamas. It does sound like the prime minister and others are speaking much more strongly than the other times. Are you getting the feeling that there really will be a practical elimination of the entire Hamas operation from Gaza? I also listen, Nachum, to the same words. Will, did they say eliminate? Did they say, you know, what, what the, the phrases, the nuances? Um, I just, as I said, I spoke to the people of Zderot yesterday and also today, and I'm now on my way to a different hotel. You know, there are thousands of people uh, from the south. They all, uh, um, temporary, they're all here in Yerushalayim, different hotels. All they say is, we want peace. I don't know if we need to uh, just eliminate, determinate, or just make them know that we'll never, you know, they'll never do it again. I don't know exactly that what will be the practical solution. They need a solution. It's a crucial question, you know, about about the for the Jewish world. I mean, we can't give up. We must build the, all those villages, all those small places. By the way, I urge your listeners; <laughs> they're invited. I think we will see people coming just to live uh, in this. We, we call it Otef Aza, you know, the Gaza envelope. That's an ugly name. I, I we we need to find a better name in the future. But I think people will will come and live there. It's going to be, you know, the, the story we're going to share with the world. They're going to rebuild the places. I just spoke to them to the teachers, uh, the mayors. They want the, the, um Nobody's gonna, you know, the, the picture we'll see in ten or twenty years in this area will be green. When I know it's black today and also red, you know, blood and and all you see is ashes. It's it's gonna be completely different different in ten years. In a way, that's the Jewish world's mission, a uh, mutual mission together. It's not just donating and sending money. And thank you for that. I know uh, about all the all the support, you know, from Jews abroad. It's more than that. It's the the re the story of you know of of yeah of of um 
coming coming back to our homeland. You know, it's a, writing a new chapter in, in our history. Sivan Rahab Mayer is with us. All right, now on this side of the world, because I would imagine with your familiarity with Jewish communities, large and small in North America, there are people in Israel probably asking you about all these efforts that are going on and what the communities here are like. Are they really this devoted to Israel? Are they really this into what's happening uh, here in Israel in terms of the war? Um, are you able to share with people in Israel and with your viewers and listeners how dedicated some Jewish communities are in North America to the cause of the survival and the thriving of Israel. I'm sure at this point you're very familiar with so many efforts that are going on on this side of the world to help benefit Israel and the Israeli army. For sure, for sure, yeah. I interview people, I post things. I, By the way, I speak to them on Zoom almost every day, for sure. But I want to tell you something, Nahum. Your listeners, I know they support Israel. I think this is the perfect timing for Jews who are unaffiliated. You know, it happened after 67 or 73. They need to ask themselves deep questions. I already hear the voices from, I'll give you an example, from Yale University or University of Columbia, where people thought they can really, like, they're Jews, but they also support the Palestinians. They're pro-BDS, pro-Hamas, you know. For the first time, it's it's crystal clear, right or wrong, black and white, true or false. You know, we just read on Parashat Bereshit, or in Choshech, there's light and there's darkness. Choose. You cannot support both. There are no two. It's, it's not a complicated question. Who are you? Okay, and I think for the first time, Jews will are already asking themselves. Okay, for sure they want to be identified with with this story of success of of Israel, an open Jewish democracy, and not with Hamas, ISIS, Nazi regime. Okay, in a way, for the first time, maybe maybe millions of our brothers and sisters abroad, uh, you know, maybe you'll have more listeners. They don't know there's nothing single single. They're not so into it into the Jewish world. They're not so from. Uh, yet, I believe it's going to be. It, it, there is an an opportunity here to create this kind of of you know Jewish identity because for the first time, really, the question is is so obvious, you know. But you know how much work that's going to take on the college campuses. I'm sure you've heard and you've seen about how many uh, Jewish people, Jewish students are involved uh, in, uh, you know, the other side, so to speak, and are and are very sympathetic uh, to the enemy and those who live with the enemy. And that's going to be, it's going to be a tough job to get them to understand what side of history they should be on. But I guess you're right that we have no choice but to make that effort. They have the, the, you know, they have an opportunity to be on the right side of history. It's not hard, you know. All the leaders, wherever you look, France, London, Austria, wherever you, Germany, the United States, the whole world, you know, understands. I, I, unfortunately, sometimes our brothers and sisters are are confused. So maybe, <laughs> as I said, maybe that's the right time to reach out and give them the the basic kiruv or just helping them understand who they are. By the way, Rabbi Jonathan Sachs was born in a way after 67 for the first time he wanted to be identified with this tiny jewish state he was interested in jewish identity thanks to the things that happened uh globally during the year 67 so maybe the next jonathan sachs is now on campus for the first time he sees what Hamas is all about he understands what the jewish state is all about and he'll be reborn now that's there's an opportunity it's in the air they're, and they're more than welcomed 100%. Sivan, two more quick things. 
I, I would assume in addition to everything you're doing in Israel, I assume just like over the last couple of years, people are asking you to speak to schools and speak to synagogues and groups here in the United States. Well, and, and I understand that based on what you've told us already this morning, we basically understand your message. But say it clearly to us in, in a couple of sentences. What is it that you are conveying to the American Jewish community, especially our community, those that are involved and that already are Zionists and Israel lovers? What are you telling us at this time? Wow. So first of all, Nahum, thank you, because I am uh, a bit confused. There are so many schools and shuls and organizations. If someone wants to organize something, you know, I, I can do it even on a daily basis. But for a few schools together, I, I don't know why Jews cannot be more, you know, uh, organized. Seriously, I have so many videos, clips. I, I want the, the teenagers to, to see. But uh, I'm really looking for someone to make sure all the schools will do it together. From my house in Yushalayim, I will show them a daily, you know, and the information, the videos, the, th- the inspiring things they have to see, because Bo Hashem, they're only 24 hours a day, and I can't really um, meet all the schools and all the communities. That's one. Two, I think, uh, when the world, in a way, when everything is shaking and not so stable, let's look at the basic fundamental values. The world stands, you know, it, it, it exists because of three things. Torah, Avodah, meaning prayer, Tefillah, and Milut Chasadim. Strengthen, you know, people are, they have all those projects and those questions and they want to, Baruch Hashem and Bezrat Hashem, you can, you know, you can come with new ideas. It's okay to, to come up with new ideas. But our ancestors, uh, they tell us, Torah, whenever you learn, and you, you, you're, you are our iron dome. When you sit in Tinek or Five Towns, now, relaxed and learn Torah. I want to thank you for that. You're sending us, that's your support because we are not here. We hardly learn, you know, my husband le- learns the daf. It's like so hard to, to focus, you know, the alarms and everything. So really the world's upside down here. So thank you for your Torah and for your tefillah. I know how many things you do there when it comes to davening, to hillim. And thank you for your chesed, the, the things you send, charity, uh, the donations. So I, I truly believe that's the first message. We have, you know, we have a map. We have a compass. We don't have to make up to invent, you know, just it's maybe it's boring. People want a new, new attractions. They want to do new things. Okay. But first of all, so that's what my the basic message. I'm sorry if it's boring. I think it's the truth. Torah, Avodah, and Mirut Hasadim. And thank you for every second, every minute, every chapter of Tehillim you're going to say today. Thank you. And, and really, in the name of the state of Israel, we thank you. <laughs> no, it's not boring at all. We need these words of encouragement. And and lastly, Sivan, uh, you said it's an upside. You know, things are upside down. It must be very difficult to navigate life, especially for so many who've been displaced from the South, as you described before. Nonetheless, you said the morale in that hotel and the morale among those who come from the small towns of the of the uh, of, of the southern part of Israel and the morale of the Israeli army we see the videos we we get the words of encouragement from the soldiers and see the way they're dancing and enjoying life knowing that they're about to go in uh, on this very serious operation with, with with all of this what is it about netzach israel that gives the jewish people especially in israel this incredible and amazing hope and joy for the future <laughs> I think it's called Bedamai Chai. Maybe the Prophet Yechezkel, he says this twice. 
ואעבור עלייך ואראה איך מתבוססת בדמייך. He sees us, you know, uh, basically wounded, dead. He sees the blood, and he says, out of your blood you will live. בדמייך חיי. Unfortunately, we needed this uh, reminder, because we were fighting here so much in Atkinam for, for years, five elections in three years, and one year of demonstrations, and now בדמייך חיי. Unfortunately, we needed בדמייך, uh, but let's Uh, you know, take care of the, the end of the, the, the verse, the Pasuk. We need to live as proud, engaged, devoted Jews. We need to know who we are to strengthen our Jewish identity. And I think you see it everywhere. It, it happens. It's, it's, it's in the air. Bezrat Hashem. Bezrat Hashem. By the way, by the way, Nahum, my yes. husband is, wants me to ask you, Didia, what is the, the, uh, the, the best song for this period for this war he says you'll know you know I, chizuk, he wants your chizuk, your song well your first, song. tell you tell you did you that he's amazing and and i take that as a big compliment but you know what we've been playing this morning because i feel he is one of the best unifiers of the jewish people yoram gaon and we have a recording that he just made recently of achenu kol beit yisrael so i think that anybody who appeals to all jews of all backgrounds like you said like yoram gaon who we took to Paris back in 2015 because we knew he would appeal to every type of Jew for him to sing Achenu Kol Beit Yisrael, a prayer that all of us are saying every time we say Tehillim and every time we end davening and every time we want to make sure to make a special prayer for our brothers and sisters who are in danger. To me, that right now is the most important song. Wow, beautiful. I'll tell him. Okay. <laughs> He's sort of MBD, Freed, Yoram Gaon, also great. Yoshi. <laughs> uh, look, they're, they're all unifiers, but there's something about him because, <laughs> because Jews of all backgrounds love him. So as you said, exactly. as, as you said, we have, to, exactly. we have to appeal to everybody now. Sivan, I know how busy you are. Kolaka, vote for everything. Thanks. Your words of inspiration were very necessary for us. Todaraba. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. Sivan Rahav Meir out of Yerushalayim. Very inspiring words. You're listening to a Rosh Chodesh morning, Monday at JM in the AM.